Uh, maybe worth mentioning as well that yeah. the word doesn't appear anywhere in the Bible at yeah. all. It's not a, you know, this wasn't taken from a Bible verse or something. The Trinity. Guys, welcome back. Hey. It's really, it feels like it's been a very, very, very long time since we've been together like this. Um, and mm. things look a little bit different. What's yes. changed? Can I, can I just, who can I complain to? Because um, Melanie and Felony, Felemony, yeah. stole <laughs> DJ and my mic. I saw they were in here before yes. you guys and they yes. took your seats. And we now that have to, we have to share a mic. we have. Yes. Uncool. Hines' seat was a lot more comfortable than mine, so I decided he should sit in my chair and I would... And you took his seat. I, I took the seat. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Melanie and I came closer to you. Yes. I am very happy for that, I must say. Yeah. Having you two lovely ladies on either side of me. <laughs> well, technically not, because yeah, two seats well, between two us. Yeah, two seats between us, but isn't that always the case? In hindsight, I'm, I am kind of happy sitting further away from Donnie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no one, no one in this room is happier than I am <laughs> yeah. to be flanked by lovely ladies and Tootsie. Whatever the layout, I'm very glad that we're all back together because today's topic actually came in from a, um, a question that we got on our response page, which is, as everybody knows, who's been following us, facebook.com forward slash ask one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ask one. <laughs> I, I had a um, flu this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> and it's very early. I'm going to recuse myself from um, okay. doing any we jingles. We'll we take a sound bite from somewhere else and put it in. There we go. Okay. Um, but this, this, where did it come in from, Heinz? I'm not sure what country it was, but someone wrote to us and said, please just explain the Trinity to me. The what Trinity. is it? And we've, we, by the way, we've had that question many, many times. We, mm. we, we've received it many times before. Yeah, yeah. So we felt it was time to tackle that, that very topic. Um, but before we get down the road, let's just introduce everybody around this table. For the first time since we've been doing this to my left, we have the lovely Felony. Thank you, Leon. Mm. So what do you think of having a mic all to yourself? Is it? It's amazing. It is great. Yeah, isn't it? it's awesome. Mm. You can yeah. see why the guy stole them. Got yeah. in here and took them first. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately to her left, we have... Greetings. Bishop TJ. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah. Great good to, to be have here, you, Danny. Yeah. Good to have as you. As always. Yeah. It's been a while, man. It has. Um, and then just next to him, we have Dr. Pastor Heinz. What's up? Yeah, man. What up? <laughs> uh, and then on my immediate right and your left... We have the golden-haired oh. Melanie. I was expecting Dr. Pasta as well, actually. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh. I'll take the golden-haired. Golden-haired golden Melanie. Leon. That's fine. <laughs> mm. we'll, we'll go with that. Um, and Hello. I'm feeling pretty pumped about today. Yes. Uh, again, I must just come clean. I know very little about this topic. Or uh, at least I think I know very little about this topic. Yeah. Being a Christian for a certain number of years, you kind of collect information and you sort of piece together opinions and until you actually voice them, you're not really aware of what they are. So I think today is going to be good. Mm. 
Um, and hopefully, whoever you are that wrote this question in will be able to answer your question sufficiently. If not, write back to us. Tell us we're lame, that we need to get <laughs> more educated people on the panel. You're a lame, Donnie. Yes, I am. That came early. You mean you must tell us if we need to replace you? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, but hopefully not. Yeah. We should really be careful what we ask for because, um, yeah, yeah, we could all be fired by next week. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I haven't been fired in ages. <laughs> <laughs> so... Don't want to end my run of good luck there. Um, okay, well, jumping right in. Who wants to who wants to start with this one? What's up with the Trinity? Maybe a good place to start is just to say, well, what do we mean when we talk about the Trinity? That may be a foreign concept to some people. Hmm. What is the Trinity? In the Christian sense. Yes. Because there's a lot of religions that have like a Trinity of gods or a, a Trinity of expressions of gods. Hmm. Um, but in the Christian sense, what do we mean? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can start, I guess, kick things off with perhaps giving my own understanding of it and I can be corrected uh, where I am wrong. But my understanding of the Trinity is essentially that God is one but expresses himself in three persons, as it were. So there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So each of these three persons or not persona but persons really are an expression of who he is so the father the son uh, and the holy spirit kind of do different things but are one so they won't contradict each other they won't act against each other they're working together mm. to achieve different things but under the same banner of god mm. yeah uh, that's cool uh, maybe worth mentioning as well that yeah. the word Trinity doesn't appear anywhere in the Bible at yeah. all. It's not a, you know, this wasn't taken from a Bible verse or something. Mm. This is mm. us reading the Bible, um, being introduced to various persons of the Godhead over time as we read through the Old and the New Testament where God reveals himself to us in these ways. So there is no passage of scripture that says, you know, God is Trinity and, you know, and, and spells it all out. This is us doing theology. This is us trying to make sense of who God is, how to think about him and the implications of that. But, yeah, but it's not like it's, this is a, a man made. This is what do you call it when you pull a, a um, you read something in the Bible and you pull a conclusion out of it, which isn't which is more implicit than explicit. Uh, what's that exegesis? Well, you get you get the difference between exegesis and exegesis. Exegesis is reading something into the text. Uh, exegesis is drawing something out of the yes, text. Yes, and that's what we do in because it's it's very. It's very implicit. Yes, yes. In if the you, Bible, uh, that there are three different. There's, there's yes. the Holy Spirit. There's Jesus, the Son, and there's God. That's it. And we read all those things. We read about the various elements, and we go, okay, um, let's put this all together, and we'll call it the Trinity. Mm. Yeah. So the term Trinity is a is is us. Yes. Doing yes. theology. That's it. That's but it. it's based on very very solid. Yes. Implication. That's correct. Cool. Mm. So, so <clears throat> I had a, just to share, I mean, on a slightly lighthearted note, I had a very interesting experience that caused me to kind of check myself. It's all to do with 
what we're talking about when we talk about the Trinity. I was driving with my daughter. I just picked her up from school the other day, and she saw the church. One of the churches in our neighborhood has a fairly massive cross outside. I think they put it up over the Easter holiday. And um, so my daughter quite excitedly, because I guess they had learned about, you know, the, the, the death on the cross and the resurrection, pointed and said, do you know what happened on that cross? And I'm like, I have no idea, obviously, wanting to draw it out of mm-hmm. her. And she said, that's where God died on the cross. And it was interesting because in my, in, in sort of because of the way that I was brought up to understand the delineation between the mm-hmm. Father, the Son, and the It sounded strange to me mm-hmm. that she said where mm-hmm. God died on the cross. Mm-hmm. But when I thought about it, in a sense, she was right because mm-hmm. it's God as Jesus the Son is God. So I found that quite interesting. And maybe for me, it's a personal question, like, yeah. should we be delineating between those things? Was my daughter wrong, for example, to say that cross is where God died on the cross? Did she need to say Jesus? If so, why? So it's just kind of a mm. question That's a very, to the very, very yeah. valid question. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Because Jesus is God. Yeah. Like he was God in, um, he was the human expression of God. Yeah. God in the flesh. Yes. Yeah. So when he died on the cross, did God die? Because that raises a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> like, is it even possible for God to die? And if it was just the the earthly expression of God dying, does that change the impact of what actually happened? Before we <laughs> even get there, why is it, why do, you, why do we think why is it that people struggle so much with this idea? Because there are many complex ideas in the Bible, and this is the one that kind of sticks for people. We often get this question, why is that the case? Why do we think as if that people struggle so much specifically with this idea of the, of the Trinity? Why is it so hard to make sense of? I yeah. think if you don't understand, that's why people struggle to get it, because even as Christians, we often say ourselves like Jesus is the one or, you know, like the only one. So we refer to him like that. So obviously to somebody who doesn't understand God or mm. Christianity or the Bible, then the, conf- the, the part that's confusing, I say to non-Christians, but actually some Christians are just as yeah. confused about it. They, don't, they think of it as three separate uh, beings altogether. They don't think of it as... A, a one complete God. I think that's where confusion comes. It's like they think that God is one person on its own and Jesus is, the Son is another person on its own and the mm. Holy Spirit is something mm. else. They don't, don't think of it as put together, it's representing one God. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that is a, I mean, that's a, that's a difficult concept. And we were talking about this before the show started, um, where... A good way, and there's several ways of looking at this, but a good way to to look at it would be that me, as one person, I'm a father, mm. but I'm also a son. Mm. I'm a brother. You know, I'm I'm numerous things, but I'm still one person. But in when I'm in those different roles, I I express myself differently. But it's always me expressing myself in those in those roles. Um, so maybe that's a way of, of mm. looking at it. And I know we, we spoke about a couple of other that's things cool. mm. about the egg and the yolk and the shell. And, you know, it's one egg, but it's three different things. Um, yeah, there's a, 
there are a few analogies that people um, use to try and wrap them, their heads around this. Mel, what was the one that you said earlier? <laughs> you can say. No, no, no. no. Actually, was going to say a different one. <laughs> I've remembered when I was uh, when I was little. Um, my grandfather was a pastor, and he used to come into. It was actually quite embarrassing at the time, but um, they we lived in England, and he was from South Africa, and he used to come and visit us for a couple of months every year, and he'd come and do um, assemblies in our school. We used to get all the kids together in the hall and my grandfather would come and do like a Christian assembly which was awesome <laughs> and he tackled this topic with us in, and um, he actually and it's a bit of a strange comparison but he would take a banana and he would show the children that a banana was actually it's one banana but it's split when you look at it it's actually split into three sections if you break a banana apart, I don't know if you've ever actually looked yeah, at it. Actually, yeah. And he would explain that, yes, it's three parts, but it's made up of one thing. And it, it, it kind of explained the one plus one plus one equals one, mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it was confusing, but actually as a child, not really understanding what this whole God, Son, Holy Spirit thing was all about visually made a lot of sense. Um, and the thing that we were talk- talking about before we started recording was um, also if you compare it to H2O, which is you can have water, you can have ice, or you can have steam. And it's mm. it's one thing, mm. but it's three expressions. Um, and mm. just, I mean, just from my kind of personal point of view of the Trinity, if we want to kind of put it under that, um, I actually kind of like the fact that God has three expressions because I think... Um, God became flesh, being Jesus. Mm. Um, we're humans. We're, we're quite. We like to put things into boxes, and I think, um, or we like to understand things. And God made, God expresses Himself in a way that almost we can understand. Like we can, we can. It makes it tangible when you think, well, God became flesh. God became Jesus, or um, we pray to God, or um, we know that. That there's a spirit that we can understand now in our prayer life that um, that the, the, the Holy Spirit is working through our lives and it's a spiritual element that we can kind of put in another box. And I know God's not about boxes, but mm. is in in our kind of limited understanding as a as human beings, um, I don't know. God almost He's helped us. By doing it this way, I think mm. if God was just God on His own, He it, it would almost feel a little bit um, too far away. Like it, I don't know how to put that into words, but mm. the deity would almost be untouchable. Like it's mm. God is so many things. So you know, well, the um, Old Testament would be a good example of that. Because yeah. the God there was completely unapproachable. It was yeah. the priests who could do it, and they could only do it at certain times, and they had to do it a certain way. Um, and Heinz, you mentioned again before the show that, that we're dealing with a God, which is so huge, so massively outside of our ability to comprehend Mm. our three dimensional brains, trying to comprehend Mm. something that's so outside of three dimensions, um, in putting himself into, you know, separating himself into these three Mm. expressions allows us as humans, like you say, to process mm-hmm. what he is on some small scale. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, think, I think it's it's worth 
recognizing and, and remembering whenever we deal with God in whatever way, when we're reading the Bible, when we're praying, when we're thinking about God and his character and who he is. I mean, let's not ever be so presumptuous as to think that we can even begin to really understand yeah. God, yeah. the almighty creator of heaven and earth yeah. is. right. Mm -hmm. So the way that God works around that is that he reveals himself to us in yeah. ways that we can comprehend, that mm -hmm. we can understand, that we can... Um, someone said to me the other day, well, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Like, why all the symbolism around that? Why? I mean, certainly God could have just snapped his fingers and do the same thing, you know? Mm. Uh, and once again, it's about God reaching out to us, speaking to us, dealing with us in ways that we can relate to, in ways that we can understand, mm. in pictures that we can make sense of. Mm. Um, that's the way that God has dealt with us from the very beginning because we're dealing with a, a being who's beyond our ability to comprehend. Um, let's yeah. not think for one moment that we can even begin to get a, you know, yeah. get a sense really of, of who God is. But but that's what I love about God. That's what I love about the Bible. Yeah. Um, God uses those pictures, illustrations, symbols, mm. things, you know, elements like like being a father, a son, things that we can wrap our heads mm. around mm. to relate to us. I do uh, uh, want to say something about what you said earlier, just coming back to the to the analogies that we use to talk about the trinity because those are very useful but mm. it's also uh, the temptation is to draw those analogies too far mm. because they can also mislead us mm. sometimes so you mentioned the the egg and the yolk and stuff which is a great analogy right it makes sense of that it's it's a great picture but in in using that analogy what we're not saying is for example we're not saying that god is um 33% Jesus, 33% mm. Father, oh, and 33% wow. <laughs> Spirit. You know, mm. that's not what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, we're not saying, um, you know, God has these different masks that he puts on. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also draw an analogy too far. Yeah. Mm. And some people have done that. Yeah. And in doing so, you know, we've gone off on mm. all kinds of tangents and down rabbit holes that they're not supposed to go down. So we need to remember that when we're talking about this kind of thing, this is very much us trying to make sense of a reality far beyond our ability to really yeah. apprehend. Mm. Mm. And we need to be humble in doing so. Yeah. 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 So, so true, um, Heinz, what you're saying. I think w what you've just said that really even just touched me personally is the whole issue of revelation and how critical that is. I look, for example, at, first of all, what God has said about himself, you know, what he has said, I am the way, you know, through Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life what he has said about himself as a father, as a God, mm. as a judge, as a, a loving shepherd, mm. all of these various images. But also, apart from what he has said about himself, what others have learned about him through their relationship with him and been able to testify. You look, for example, mm. at uh, the idea of God as a provider, for example, that uh, classic story of Abraham where he's about to sacrifice his son and 
just at the moment where he's about to obey, there's this ram that appears in the thicket. And at that point, Abraham is able to worship and say, God is a provider, you know. Mm-hmm. There is what we learn about God through what he says about himself, but also what we learn about him through relating to him. And that's so important. Um, it mm-hmm. defies anything that anyone could so, for example, if you have experienced God for yourself as, say, for example, a healer, he's healed you from something that everyone else said would lead to your death, mm. uh, and you know him to be a healer. No, you know, no amount of intellectual explanation, such as what you mentioned before, where someone will come and say he's 33.3% this and 33.3% that, that for you doesn't matter anymore because you know him. Mm. a certain way. Mm. So the whole thing of revelation, I think, is so crucial because, again, we can't, we can't put God in a box. Mm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. yeah. Th- think about it. When, when God reveals himself to us, he, he reveals himself to us through his word. How does he do that? He uses language, mm. right? And language is imperfect. Language is, I mean, language is ambiguous like sometimes you know mm-hmm. a word what it means in, in one culture it doesn't mean in another culture sometimes language uh, just cannot describe a certain thing like language isn't that good <laughs> at at describing reality actually so God uses an imperfect uh, call it a tool if you will to reveal something to us about a much bigger reality himself it's like it's like using sign language to try and communicate a symphony to someone else. You can get, you can communicate some of the broad strokes, uh, you know, elements of a symphony to someone, but, but actually beyond that sign language, there is this amazing symphony that if you just looked at the sign language, you can't even begin to comprehend this amazing symphony. And I think sometimes, to a, to a degree, I mean, that's an, another analogy that you can take too far, but to an extent, that is always what we deal with when God is revealing himself to us. He uses these little tools that we can understand mm-hmm. to reveal himself to us but we need to recognize that there is always way more beyond what we can yeah. understand mm. as you yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, but I know that there are people, because I've spoken to them, who take that, um, that line of thought that you've just laid out, that there is so much, like God is so much more than mm. what we are able to understand. Yeah, to understand. And to them, it's like, well, then, yeah, God can be a floating ball of noodles in space, or he can be, (laughs) yeah, the spaghetti monster. It's, um, you know, it's because he. Who are we to say that we have the monopoly then on understanding who God is? True. If we ourselves say, but God definitively reveals Himself to us in in Jesus. Remember that. We're not saying we're just we're not just talking about a philosophical concept yeah. here. We're not just you know doing pie in the sky stuff here. We are talking about the God who revealed Himself to us through Jesus Christ, through His Holy Spirit in the Old Testament as God the Father. So there there are specific ideas attached to that. While those ideas reference a bigger reality, I think there are specific ideas there. 
Yeah. No, that's good. There's a I reason like yeah. why Jesus yeah. says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a great way to, like Jesus is almost this, this keyhole that we can look through that gives us restra- constraints to, to, to be able to see what we need to see. Jesus himself said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm. Mm. Yeah. C- can I just support, um, I think, what both of you have said. There's an interesting scripture. In fact, we, I heard it in church recently. We were, we were on a journey together at church, and um, our pastor read on the last day of that, uh, of that series of meetings uh, something out of Isaiah 45, which I think sort of backs up what, uh, what Heinz is saying, the idea that even though we are talking about a God whom we cannot box, at the same time we're also not saying uh, it's acceptable to call him a floating uh, bowl of noodles <laughs> in the sky. Quite a vivid image, by the way. But Isaiah 45, <laughs> verse 19. I do have a very specific <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very powerful. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> but I quite like, he, he says, in Isaiah 45, 19, and I really love this, says, I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. Great. So there is a sense in which God, I think, is yearning for relationships. So he doesn't want us to box him, but at the same time, he's not sort of playing games with us where he mm. says, seek me, but actually you can't you find, find me. Him. It's about mm. relationship. I can speak for myself, and I think, you know, for probably most of us in the room that, one of the things I think that makes us tick even at a human, at a flawed human level is just the idea that you've, you've, you've had a conversation with somebody and they're making an attempt to understand you. You are more likely, I think, to open up different facets of yourself to someone who wants to understand you mm. just as you are than somebody who has preconceived ideas of you and sort of just labels you. So I think in the same way, truth being parallel, I think God wants us to, you know, to seek a relationship with him and wants us to find him. He is something specific, but doesn't want to be boxed, I which that. I think is interesting. That. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Mm. Can, I, can I ask you guys if you've ever run into this question? Because some people ask, uh, who am I supposed to pray to? Yeah. Like some people are confused about that. Like, mm. can I? Do I pray to Jesus? Do mm. I pray to God? Do I? Yep. Can I pray to the Holy Spirit? How does mm. that? What do you do with that? It's kind of all interchangeable. Yeah. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, please. It's all that kind of language, which is, it's kind of a mixture. I actually don't think. I remember when I first got saved, there was my yeah, a person in the church who may or may not have been in a position they should or should not have been in. Um, <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah. And they they were fairly strict about if we pray together, you always say in Jesus' name at the end because otherwise your, your prayer is null and void. It just it doesn't mean anything unless you say in Jesus' name, amen. And that's kind of a habit. I still do that to this day. Mm. But I don't think it's because if I don't end it like that, God's not going to hear me. Yeah. It's just become a habit. I don't think it actually matters who you praying to, whether whether you saying the, the Father or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, because at the end of the day, it is one. So like if I pray and if I mention all three or if I mention one, my mm. prayer is still heard. It's 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 mm. one God. Mm. Um, but want, then at the same time, the Bible also, the, Jesus teaches you how to pray. That's what I, wa- I wanted to butt in. And, and just remember that. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think he does that in a way that's, 
I don't think yes, he is saying. Yes, I know what you're going to you say. When you begin your prayer, you are supposed to address yes, the yeah, Father. Yeah. And, yeah. So he's probably, if, if you think about it in the simple way, he's also probably just, he is the son. And he's probably also just doing it in a respectful way mm-hmm. that when you pray, pray to the Father because he's just being a, res- a respectful son. I don't, I don't read that as in, like you said, I don't read that as in, don't say me because your prayer is not going to be answered. I think he just did that in just being respectful to his father, you know? Hmm. Well, Jesus prayed. Like, that's what I also find a little bit mind-boggling. Mm. Yeah. Jesus prayed to the Father, but Jesus and God are the same in, like, in terms of... Yeah. So, what does that even mean? Yeah, like, when people catch me speaking to myself... <laughs> That becomes like a big issue. Get out of here. Yeah, can, can yeah. I, can just I when she asked, yeah, okay, no, 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 go. Can I propose what I think the reason is for that? Yes. Like, we know that Christ is God who became a man. Yeah. And I think in becoming a man, first of all, he came to show us how we can live as humans. So he wanted to model life, okay, human life for us. And so I think part of that assignment in doing this seemingly weird thing of praying to himself was actually to say, you need to be passionate about praying. Mm. Essentially, this is how you develop passion for prayer. I remember the, 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 the story where he... He's praying and his, his disciples are like falling asleep and he says, guys, could you not like stick with me for just an hour to pray? That sort of thing. Like, mm. like pray. Prayer is important. Perhaps yeah. maybe that's why he. So, so for example, you hear in, in, in secular circles that leadership, ultimately the ultimate form of leadership. So you've got different levels. You've got mentorship, you've got all of these different leadership principles, but they say one of the highest ones is modeling. So you can say whatever you want or try and tell Mm. your child, don't do this. But if you model something, it sticks and you're actually saying, Mm. showing that you buy into what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, I've been baffled by that at times. Jesus prayed. But I think he was just modeling, you know, what what needs to be done by by Mm. people. That's my kind of take on that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, again, time's flown. Mm-hmm. And I think we're only just scratching the surface on this this topic. Um, we could talk about this all day. Or at least I feel I could. Mm. But if you're listening to this and you want to contribute something to this conversation or you feel we haven't touched on something that's a burning issue for you, please drop us a line on facebook.com forward slash ask one. Ask one. Shame. It is a big ask. One. <laughs> um, nice. We're here all week, folks. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs>